The amount of content created on a daily basis is nothing short of astounding. 300 million photos and over 8 billion videos a day are watched on Facebook. 300 hours of video are uploaded on YouTube every single minute, which is equal to 18,000 days of footage uploaded every single day. That's just short of 50 years worth of footage on one day. Over 500 million stories on Instagram and over a billion videos on TikTok are viewed every single day. And these are just four of the various sites where content is created and consumed. There are still so many other platforms out there. Twitter, Reddit, LinkedIn, Pinterest, WhatsApp, Tumblr, Snapchat, and so much more. To say that there is an ocean of content out there would be an understatement. Yet every once in a while, something unique happens. A piece of content connects. A video, a post, a challenge, a picture. Every so often, something will rise to the top and begin to spread. Catching fire and doing what today is known as going viral. And these are some of those stories. Welcome to the evolution of viral. With me, Judson Lipley, creator of the first video ever to hit 100 million views on YouTube, The Evolution of Dance. This podcast will be where we explore the idea of going viral, virality, and all that happens to those that experience it. Thanks for joining us, and let's get on with the show. Hello, and welcome to The Evolution of Viral, Episode 1, Season 1. For the first episode, we're going to do something a little bit different than the rest of the season. There will be no interview. There will be no guest. Instead, I want to share with you a story, a story around what I believe to be the greatest viral entity ever on the internet. How do you define influence? The dictionary defines it as the capacity to have an effect on the character, development, or behavior of someone or something or the effect itself. In a world of likes, followers, views, retweets, reposts, and more, how do we measure the true nature of influence? Is it even possible? What metric can we use to determine the ultimate influence of an entity, of an individual, or of an organization? The most liked picture on Instagram is the picture of an egg. So what? Did it sell more eggs? Did it allow the egg to retire earlier in life? Did it make eggs a new trendy accessory for the red carpet? After the egg picture went viral and gained the most likes in the world, it eventually partnered with Hulu to raise awareness for mental health. And while I am in favor of anything that brings awareness to mental health, the question still remains, did it really have any influence? I believe the best measure of influence is an impact. What impact can you point to? What real-world lasting change can be attributed? And it is by that measure that I share with you the story of what I believe is the greatest viral moment in social media history, with a tangible impact that can be measured by several metrics and ultimately may change the world as we know it. But first, we must start with the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Henrik Ludwig Gehrig eventually known to the world as Lou Gehrig, was born in 1903, weighing in at a whopping 14 pounds. Lou Gehrig was an exceptional baseball player and had way too many accolades for me to sit here and name them all. 
But a few of the things he was well known for was playing all of his games with the New York Yankees and being a famed member of what was called Murderer's Row, including the great Babe Ruth. A few of his other accolades include being the first player to ever hit four home runs in a game, the first athlete to ever appear on a box of Wheaties, and he held the record for most consecutive games played at 2,130 for 56 years, earning him the nickname the Iron Horse. It wasn't until that record was broken by Cal Ripken in 1995 that it finally fell. Lou's streak itself ended when he pulled himself from the starting lineup of a game on May 2nd, 1939. He had been having a rough start to the year on the field and at the plate, and he was finally facing the truth of the matter. There was something wrong. There wasn't just something wrong with his brain. There wasn't a slump that he was having. It wasn't the inevitable decline faced by an aging athlete. There was something wrong with him physically. His wife, Eleanor, called the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and spoke with Charles William Mayo, son of one of the clinic's original founders. Charles told them to get to Rochester immediately because he had been following the decline of Lou over the early part of the season. And after several days of testing, doctors confirmed the diagnosis of amortrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS. ALS would eventually also become known as Lou Gehrig's disease in the U.S. and Canada. It is also known in other parts of the world as motor neuron disease and Charcot's disease. ALS is a neurodegenerative neuromuscular disease and is the most common motor neuron disease in adults and the third most common neurodegenerative disease after Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. After Lou's diagnosis, the New York Yankees later that season honored him with an appreciation day and retired his jersey, making him the first person to ever have their jersey retired by a team. And it was at this event that Lou gave a speech that many consider to be one of the greatest speeches ever given in baseball, nicknamed the Gettysburg Address of Baseball. Here is just a tiny bit of audio that remains from that actual speech. First baseman Lou Gehrig hung up an amazing mark by playing in 2,130 consecutive games. Then a fatal disease attacked baseball's Iron Man. In Yankee Stadium, touched to tears by the tribute, Gehrig made his last public appearance. For the past two weeks, you've been reading about a bad brag. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. ALS is a brutal disease that robs a person of their motor skills, breathing abilities, but leaves them with their cognitive functions intact. And that, of course, is just a brief passing summary that barely scratches the surface of what ALS does to those inflicted with it. I encourage you to learn more by visiting ALS.org or connecting with your local chapter. Lou passed away just a few years later after that speech, but the connection between baseball and ALS would resurface in an unusual way some almost 75 years later. The idea of shocking yourself with cold water whether by plunging into a frozen lake or dumping ice-cold buckets of water on your head isn't new. We see people at the start of every year take a polar plunge. We see winning athletic teams dump Gatorade or Powerade all over their coach. 
And even the idea of linking such an act with a charity to raise funds or awareness isn't new either. But it's hard to imagine that anyone could have predicted what would happen in 2014 with the help of Peter Quinn and Pete Fratz. Now again, the act of dumping a bucket of ice water on your head and then challenging someone else to do the same wasn't invented by either Peter or Pat. In fact, it was Scott Kennedy, who was a professional golfer at the time, who took the challenge from someone else, but then decided to challenge his cousin, Jeanette Senarichia, whose husband, Anthony, also had ALS because he thought it would be a way to lift their spirits. And it was that particular challenge from Scott Kennedy that was the first documented incident to link the ice bucket challenge and ALS. Now, Pat Quinn, who was diagnosed with ALS in 2013, was friends with both Anthony and Jeanette on Facebook. He saw that challenge and he knew immediately that it would be a great way to raise awareness for ALS. He and his Quinn for the Win supporters, along with Pete Fratz, who was also a social media friend of Pat's and also happened to be a former professional baseball player who had been diagnosed in 2012. Pete and his team, Frat Train supporters, they all began sharing the challenge between themselves and it began to gain traction in the Boston area. While Pat and Pete were not the first ones to do the challenge, they were the initial driving force in helping to gain it to go viral, helping to link it to ALS research, and turning it into the greatest viral moment in social media history. Pat and Pete would eventually be credited by the ALS Association as its co-creators. The Ice Bucket Challenge, as it's known, consisted of a challenged individual choosing to either dump a bucket of ice water on their head and make a donation of $10 to ALS Research, then challenge three other people. Once challenged, if the individual did not choose to dump a bucket of ice on their head, they were then supposed to make a $100 donation and still challenge three other people. The videos that were created were often less than just a minute long, and the requirements needed to participate were low. Just some ice water, a bucket, and a video camera. To say that the ice bucket challenge went viral would be an understatement. During the summer of 2014, more than 1.2 million videos were shared on Facebook, 2.2 million videos on Twitter, and millions more on YouTube. Countless celebrities, including LeBron James, Justin Bieber, and Bill Gates, just to name a few, were all about dumping buckets of ice on their head and then challenging their famous friends. Stephen Hawking, one of the smartest individuals who have ever existed, also suffered from ALS, came on camera to support the effort and had his three children dump buckets of ice water on their head to show his support. But the real impact of the Ice Bucket Challenge isn't measured in the large number of videos, the incredible virality of its participatory appeal, or even its ability to reach far across the globe with its star power. No, the thing that makes the Ice Bucket Challenge the greatest internet viral entity ever was the amount of money that it raised. Over $220 million poured into the ALS Association and other ALS research-based groups. Now, to give an impression of the difference, in 2013, the ALS Association's entirely year-long contributions were $19.4 million, 
Within the first few weeks of the viral challenge, they received over $40 million from over 700,000 new donors. The impact from these extra funds will continue to be felt for years to come. We don't know the extent of their final impact, but already the extra funding has accelerated research that has identified more genes responsible for causing the disease, potentially could lead to targeted gene therapy and focused drug development, and maybe one day lead to a cure. Pete Fratz and Pat Quinn might not be names you recognize, but to say that they have a lasting impact would fall short of what they've done. Both Pete and Pat have unfortunately passed away from ALS since. Pete passed away in December of 2019 and Pat in November of 2020. Their legacy will live on and their impact will continue long after their days on the planet. I wanted to make this first episode of this podcast in their honor, for they faced a terrible disease head on with bravery, dignity, and most of all, fight. Lou Gehrig helped bring ALS into the public eye back in 1939, but Pat and Pete's Ice Bucket Challenge took that awareness and fundraising to a new level that will likely never be seen again. In Lou's speech where he claimed to be the luckiest man on the face of the planet, the text of that speech remains, and he ended it by saying, I may have had a tough break, but I have had an awful lot to live for. Pete and Pat were the manifestations of his words. Even though they suffered in ways that many of us cannot imagine, they continued to be leaders in advocacy and fundraising and helped power a viral movement whose impact is beyond question and, in my opinion, the greatest viral thing in the history of the internet. Pete, Pat, we thank you for your efforts. We appreciate all that you have done not to just bring the world together and awareness to ALS, but also the fundraising efforts. And your legacy will continue long after we've all left this earth. In the coming season one of the Evolution of Viral podcast, you'll hear from a range of viral experiences. But no matter how many views they have, no matter how much money they may have made, no matter how many amazing experience they might have gotten to do, there will be nothing that even comes close to the impact that Pat Quinn and Peter Fratz had on this world. This has been The Evolution of Viral with your host, Judson Lightley. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe. You can find all of the information about our guests in the show notes or on theevolutionofviral.com. Be sure to give them a follow or another view. Connect with us on social at Evolution of Viral and let us know what viral entities you'd like to hear from and learn more about. And to all the creators out there, keep on creating and maybe, just maybe, you'll go viral.